DSO, DSO, I can't wait to talk about this this race in the uh, Supercar Insiders Warpster cast. You mean the, the Winton round, don't you? Yes, the Winton round. Rick Kelly won a race. Nissan's back on top, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, you haven't heard the other bit of news, have you? What news? Nissan's pull-out game stronger than Barnaby Joyce. What? They're out, my friend. Oh, this is a big moment, isn't it? Easy, boys. On this 13th and possibly last edition of the Supercar Insiders Warpster cast, Nissan wins, Nissan wins, Nissan wins, and Nissan has a win! Welcome to the Warpstercast, the official podcast of the Archduke of Audius extension, The Warpster. Joining me is the Fuhrer of Foxtel, the podcast DSO. And DSO, how unexpected was it that a manufacturer would pull the pin on officially supporting a team that has won bugger all in a car they don't even sell anymore? Whoa, 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 whoa. You've confused me. Oh, sorry. That'd be the Altima that hasn't been on sale for two years. Yes. And Nissan finally ran out of patience. Mm. And Rick had a win. Yes, which I believe would be uh, closing the gate after the horses bolted on mm. that one. But mm. um, hello to everybody out there in uh, podcast listening land. We're back. It's uh, been a few weeks, but we're leading into the Darwin round. But mm. let's go into important stuff first, Warbster, and yep. talk about the little country track that could the Winton Motor Raceway out there in Benalla, foggy Benalla, foggy, foggy northeastern Victoria. Mm. I don't know that. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, the few few issues with uh, with scheduling on the Saturday morning, I believe they uh, had some major dis- major disruptions to the program with fog, and uh, Aussie races had a race cancelled. But I didn't know Angus Fogg was there. Oh, very, very good. You know what he said to me that day at Phillip Island about the sheep. No, you've never actually told me that one. No, well, I won't on that. I won't on this podcast either. Alrighty, so Warbster, before we get into the main event, we'll. Uh, the undercard featured TCM, uh, the Kumo series, and we'll talk about them later in National Roundup. Yep. Proudly brought to you by Monsanto. Mm-hmm. The Super Utes, back for round two. You were the Clark Kent Utes. My spies up there told me that they've become the new hot dog category. Yes, yes, yes. So apparently the crowd flocked away from track edge in numbers when they came out on the circuit, mm-hmm. and um, that's saying something given that they went to buy food at Winton. Yes, well, I suppose. I mean, Spanner and Nugget were pretty happy about it because they got a perfectly clear view of everything. Oh, g'day, mate. Yeah, g'day, how's it going? I'm fucking pissed off. Oh, yeah, they were bloody boring, weren't they? I can tell you right now, I'm never going to another fucking supercar event. They shit eat fucking... Yeah. I tell you right now, they are so fucking shit house, I'm going to sell me fucking Hilux next week. Yeah, I'm probably going to do something to the BT-50, I reckon. I tell you, I reckon housing development in the back of Coolaroo would have more interesting racing at about a bus through on a Friday afternoon when the tradies getting out of town. Oh, yeah, I reckon, I reckon. Or Lake Yildon yeah. on a long weekend with yeah. ski boats. Yeah, yeah. Or um, or uh, the Denny Ute Master. Yeah, well, i tell you right now, that is a good idea. Yeah. They could take all the super utes to the Denny Ute Master at the end of the year 
and let the feral bastards set fire to them all, and then we wouldn't have to watch them racing anymore. They'd probably go faster that way. Yeah, I'm over this shit anyways. Anyways, uh, back to you, uh, DSR and Warpster. Thanks, guys. Thanks, boys. Well, uh, Warpster, it's fairly obvious that um, their two biggest fans were fairly unimpressed, so... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they should have brought the Kelpie. I can tell you... The Kelpie the, would have been more entertaining. Yeah, well, he would have been. I can give you a hint right now. Mm-hmm. The bloke that thought up the concept to Super Utes, mm-hmm. if it was me responsible for for, uh, for doing something about it within the business, yep. I'd sack him. And that's why he quit. Let's go into the main event. Yes, um, Winton uh, started interestingly when uh, James Courtney turned up at DOA. Well, not quite, but... Started throwing up at the track on Friday, and I think the boys just made mention of the quality of food from the canteen at Winton. But um, we, we don't believe... We think he had a virus, so I don't think it was food poisoning, so uh, let the lawyers sort that one out. Might have, been, might have inhaled too much hairspray. Hair gel. He had hair gel poisoning. So uh, I, was, back to... I was wondering why there was all that hazard markings on the side of that um, <laughs> barrel I got from um, the Walkinshaw from the Walkinshaw sale. sale. Back to the hotel, uh, off to Wangaratta Hospital. Spent f- spent a few hours in Wangaratta Hospital on a drip. Let's and uh, super sub Jack Perkins was there. So a uh, oh, bit of bit of news about Jack Perkins. Mm-hmm. He and John Goulet have parted ways, so Jack won't be driving the Audi Sports Sedan anymore. Well, that's all right. I'm sure Jack will find something else to drive him. Mean, he seems to be everywhere at any given time. Yeah, no, absolutely. So Courtney did return on the Saturday, but uh, realistically, he wasn't very well. And for those of you out there who have thrown up in a full face helmet, um, congratulations. Mm. Bet those lightings had seen better days as well. Yeah, that's why they wear balaclavas. Oh, okay. They're a disposable item. Right. Except right. Marcus Ambrose. Right. So, thank you. So, Winton warmed up for a sizzling Saturday. Well, I wouldn't say sizzling, but uh, normal we're service. Trying, we're trying to talk it up here. Come on. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a cold old place. So, normal service resumed with, guess who got on pole? Oh, um, it'd have to be that 17 shell car, wouldn't it? Yeah, and his teammate Fabs did a front row lockout, Mm -hmm. which was hardly a surprise, except for... Caruso and Kelly, third and fourth. Oh, Jesus Glorious. My boy's teammate. My boy. Yes. Anton Di Pasquale. Anton Di Pasquale was, uh, mate, cracked the top 10, which is a really, really great effort for the Erebus team. Mm. Sadly, and I'll only mention it now, Dave had an absolute Barry Crocker of a weekend. I seriously, I I reckon I saw him Mm. driving down Little Burke Street on Tuesday afternoon. Yep. And he ran over a Chinaman. Well, he'd have to have done something to be that unlucky that weekend. Not uh, one thing right. went. Not one thing went right with that car all weekend for him. Right. We at least two hundred meters away from him. So after the flag drop, Scotty Mack got a ripper start, as did your boy Caruso, who took yep. second. While Rick punched on with Fabs over the scraps at three. Yep. Further back, Jacques Labrocchi and Richie Stainaway tangled at turn three. Hmm. Uh, a rookie crash without what? A rookie crash without Bieber? Yeah. Uh, well, still better than Cam Waters, who dropped a drive shaft. Yeah, and if uh, Davey had a shocker, Cam Waters had a worse weekend. Absolutely. He had an absolute... He, well, he basically didn't finish a race. Yep. Anton Di Pasquale got run wide with a biff at turn nine from the resurrection man, JC, who was pretty competitive during vomiting bouts. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'd have to say that when he was able to see where he was going, um, he was pretty good. Yep, and mm. we'll talk about uh, him getting fully sick uh, in race two with old mate. Mm-hmm. 
So Davey lost a front tyre out in that turn four mess, and that's yeah. what happens when you qualify back in the middle of the pack. You tend to get run into. Uh, yeah, there is that. Um, unfortunately, I think Erebus has sort of had their good run, and uh, now they're going to have a bit of a difficult time for the next couple of races. Oh, I'd like to think that um, they've got the bad one out of the out of the way, and they can come back in a, in a regular top ten. Yeah, we said that about Wink Cup a while ago, and he's. Uh, gone on with it yeah it's interesting isn't it so Caruso glued to Scotty through the end of the first section of the race yes the uh, that, that side of the Nissan garage seemed to have a good set of numbers so mm, absolutely they, did. They, they they really just got off the, got it off the trailer and just yep that was it they were right up the front and it's time for our favourite part of the race the undercut <sighs> the undercut is on uh, lap 8 saw Scotty and Rick in, followed next lap by Fabs, who got jumped by Rick on the exit. Uh, probably a bit of latent aggression from the whole Nissan announcement. Mm. Mm. Caruso falls back as Crompton says the word yield for the hundredth time. Oh, I tell you. Using my uh, newly purchased subscription service to its full advantage that weekend, mm-hmm. I turned the sound down. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 yeah, I commentated it myself. Yep. Yeah, a little bit like you and I in the touring cast. Yep, yep. But but crapper. Don't don't mention the touring cast. Yeah, it's coming. Those of you that want a touring <laughs> cast episode, oh my god, the editing nightmares. Enough of that. It was at that point that Scotty Pye and Will Davo uh, went long, and they had a spell up the front. But the best battle was Fabs climbing all over Rick to be second, while everything shook out. And uh, Rick well and truly held his own as well. And uh, for once, we weren't talking about the way he was talking in press conferences. Well, and I can't drive the uh, shit there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Rick. <laughs> yep. Garth allegedly bumped into Nicky Percat before passing him. J Dud plummets down the order. Number eight slipping. What do you reckon? Bogey track? I don't think I'll put it this way everything seems to be a bogey track at the moment Um, Wind Cup seems to be putting an awful lot of energy into it and not getting much return I don't don't think the tail gunner roll suits him though well I I think he's not going to have much choice because Van Gisbergen seems capable of just pulling out something from every race and and he's just banking points and uh, and that Wiley Fox Mark 2 seems to just be chipping away nicely himself. Yes, yes. So from the, from I, the other side of the garage. Unfortunately, I don't think Wincott's going to have a choice in it in a little mm. while because even if he's mathematically out of contention, yep. if Roland's got two bullets in front of him. Then it's time for our second part of the race, the overcut. Yeah, not my favourite. So Pi finally stops on lap 26, pops out in P6 with a lot fresher rubber, and the last of the stoppers, uh, our old mate Shane Van... Don't call me early stopper Van Gisbergen. And Jacques Labrocchi. Mm. SVG emerges behind Caruso, so that's his win gone, and he decides to bank the points. Yep. For about two seconds. Yeah, this is SVG we're talking about. Yes. Pi takes fabs at the beginning of the infield section, the cleavage... Yep, I did clean that up. You did clean that up. Thank you. And uh, launches up to Rick before Blanchard spuds his way off at three and causes a yellow. Rick gets reprieved from the soccer team's best driver, and Scotty Mack loses a six and a half second lead. Which just goes to show you need good fortune as well as um, good car and good driving in uh, this series, because if you'd kept the six point half second lead, they probably wouldn't have got him. No, that's right. So cautions either breed cautions or cautions breed interesting results. Mm. And in this case, it was the latter. So 
with about six to go from memory warpster yeah, it was about that yeah six or seven to go uh, uh they uh they, they restarted the race and uh come the restart scotty mack got on the wrong side of the pack after rick took a dive and got shuffled out to fifth so, so now so now we have a nissan in front uh, read the shirt oh my read god the shirt. oh my god so after a Nissan and a Nissan losing after Holdsworth spun by Simona with help from Gold, oh well, Golding had to be there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Copped another fifteen-second penalty. Why is this consistent? Yes, mm. uh, SVG was hunting on Pi, who let Rick eke away ever so slowly, and that wasn't a bad thing. It was actually a really, really good last six laps mm. to watch and not listen to. Yeah, um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Given that Crompton uses the word "yield" out of context, I think that this uh, that the yield was the word of the day for uh, for the round. Yes. Along yes. with other classics like Trending, Dialed, Spread, and who could forget... The top spot. We'll find out the answer to that in a moment when the big guns, uh, guns come out to conclude this shootout. On fresher tyres, Pi and SVG should have eaten Rick, but uh, SVG had Fabs harassing him and Pi had one, high, one eye behind him on the pair of them. Meanwhile, in the pits, Todd looked nervous. Funnily enough, that's probably the most useful thing he could be doing at the moment. Well, he probably doesn't remember the last time he was actually involved in a race win. Oh, I wrote that too. Yeah. That was harsh. Mm. Oh, well, stuff it. But fair. <laughs> True. Uh, feeling that nothing else was to be gained, Scotty Mack cooled down and settled for the points, which to me shows the mark of the 2018 champion. Yes. While up front, Rick held his nerve and scored Nissan's fifth Australian touring car victory since this one in 1992. This is bloody disgraceful. I'll keep racing, but I'll tell you what, this is going to remain with me for a long time. You're a pack of assholes. So for the record... The others were Richo in the 92 AGP support races. That was two heats. Moff's Jungle Juice win in Nissan 2014. Uh, yep, Winton. And Caruso's Hidden Valley win in 2016. Yep, two years ago, which was uh, a sign of things to come until it wasn't. Yes. So, there we have it. Uh... The, uh, finally the, wins a race. The, the accumulator finally accumulated a race win in a Datsun. Oh my goodness gracious. Better late than never. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. You know, buying a car is like racing a car. Your aim is to come out a winner. It's not just what you can put in your new Nissan Pintara wagon. The amazing thing is what Nissan has already put in for you. And that's the kind of comfort and equipment you always look for, but don't always find. The new Nissan Pintara wagon, two-litre, fuel-injected. Come and drive the first of a new class of wagon from Nissan. You just can't lose at your Nissan dealer. Come alive, come and drive, Nissan know how. So Sunday morning looked a lot like Saturday. It was foggy, it was cold, and after qualifying, Scotty Mack stuck it on pole. Uh, the grid even had the same top four with, with Fabs, Caruso and Rick with, back up front. Yep, with Richie Stanaway uh, with a pulse finally betting himself into 10th. And that's really, really good to see yeah. him uh, on a track that he knows 
and maybe a few more new bits in the car. I actually think it's probably more about him being more familiar with the car and actually going to a track he knows for once. Yep. Because uh, I suppose. Super, super, I mean, as much as as much as the commentators rat on about the fact that supercars are a specialised thing to drive, they are actually right on this one. Um, I'll throw one at you. Yep. This 2018 for Richie Stanaway isn't really much different to 2017 for Simona. They've both Ooh. got experience in all sorts of other cars. They've both raced internationally. They're both accomplished drivers mm. that both come and struggled in supercars in, in getting their head around the nuances of the car mm. and in, in her case learning the tracks and in Richie's case getting his head back around it I think if you wanted an international to come in and be instantly competitive you'd want to be giving Matthias Ekstrom half of the Australian GED on, the, on that note let's see what happens later in the year at Bathurst in both the Super 2 race and and the main game when Earl Bamber comes and has a drive because Indeed. because we've got another very very talented in, uh, international driver so the saddest bit about qualifying was that uh my boy was last. He uh, put it in the sheds after about two laps with a problem and didn't didn't make it out again in qualifying. Hmm. But on the outlap of qualifying, Warbster was a very interesting one. And I've had a really good look at this and I um, had a bit of a conversation amongst the DSO community in the last couple of weeks. I'm absolutely positive that Shane Van Gisbergen ran Frosty off the track deliberately. Uh, what was he trying to do this with plausible deniability or um, IDAF? All right. So when you watch the in-car, his hands don't move. He holds his line. So he certainly doesn't turn right. So that would prove that if they used data as a defence, the steering trace would be that he didn't turn the wheel. What he didn't do is he didn't continue to turn left, where the corner ran left. The car shifted ground. I mentioned this on my page at the time, and I still maintain he knew exactly what he was doing. He was the slow car. He was running around slowly. The onus is on him to stay clear of the quick cars. And he, uh, he let the car shift ground. And he already let a car go past. Frosty saw the, saw that the gap was there. By the time Frosty was committed to the pass mid-sweeper, he'd shifted ground on him and there was inevitable contact. And uh, Shane Van Gisbergen is exactly unknown for um, practice and qualifying shenanigans in any case. No. Uh, we only need to go back to uh, no, Simmons, no. Plane with, uh, Simmons Plains with uh, Davey. Yep. That nonsense. Yep. And on the warm-up lap. Or the lack of race for Cam Waters, who had another drive shaft failure. And it was interesting, FPR have said both brand new items. You mean Tickford Racing? Yeah, thank you. That was like two names ago. Oh, please. (laughs) I can't keep up. I don't even know what my kids' names are, let alone worrying about FPR's new name. Um, Sound Engineer and Rulo. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So, and they've said, brand new components, they're going to go back and talk to their manufacturer. Absolutely dumbfounded by it. And I feel really sorry for Cam, because he's not having a good season at all. No, no, I'd have to say. And tail shafts aren't exactly one of those things you can exactly get wrong. I mean, it's a shaft. The lights went... Out and Scotty Mac bogged it down off the start. No one was home. And he said, Thank you very much. And he got cleaned up all the way back down to eighth while uh, his teammate disappeared clear of the pack. Yes, he had an absolutely fabulous start. And Mm. um, yeah, he he basically buggered off and sort of, I don't know what you thought watching it on your subscription service, but I looked at that and went, Yeah, I ain't getting him back. No, no way. He was. He was, uh, he was there all the way, and that's all it was ever going to be. So in the race to Crompton's undercut, 
Anton, Biebs, Jacques Lebrocchi, the French kid, and Sickbed Courtney all came in first lap to try and get out of the traffic. Uh, sadly, this didn't work so well as the dancing one hit Anton at Pig's exit. And that was the beginning of a really, really bad race. Yep. The Erebus rookie has learned a few lessons from Dave, though, given Chase they copped a hip and shoulder around the back in return. Yep. Yeah, I just just on the on the QT, uh, don't think Anton this don't think this is Anton's first road AO. Uh, according to traffic after a disastrous start, uh, Scotty Mack pitted out of traffic on lap four, while Caruso followed the lap after. Uh, the number 17 car proved Ludo's call correct, as it subsequently was the fastest car on the track. Scotty, I need you to push, push faster. You are now the quickest car. Just get to the front. Actually, did you see the um? Did you see the post that Scotty Mack put up where he followed Ludo as to where he goes before the race? And no. he was just in the middle of a paddock. Oh, and Ludo was just wandering around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very, very funny. Yeah. Very, very funny. Yeah, I like, I like the fact that he was um, at the royal wedding as well. That was... Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, I know, no, I know Ludo, Ludo's probably got some contacts over in Europe. I'm sure Ludo does have some contacts in Europe. He, Every, he didn't need to push, push people to watch that bloody no, wedding either. That's it. Mm-hmm. Everyone else went long with Coulthard, uh, Pie, Caruso, bring it into the pits on 29. Mm. And the order shook out Scotty Mack behind Coulthard. So there's DJ RTP making seven places overall and turning chicken shit into a chicken salad. Yes, um, as, as always with Scotty, if he doesn't do it, generally the team will, and that's a sign of a two-way relationship. Absolutely. Uh, they you might expect be, nothing he, less from Team Penske. He might be able to understand Ludo, but I can tell you right now, yeah. <laughs> all he does is just, he just all he's needed to hear is just, mm. just enough to understand and off he goes. Well, spe- speaking of Team Penske, I mean, you can't understand what Ludo said, but I think we understood a bit too well what Will Power said after the Indy 500. Oh, yeah, and wasn't that a spectacular win? Yes, that was indeed. So, Dan- Danny Rick. Danny Rick at Monaco, and yep. sadly, last night he uh, was back in the pack where, and there's a bit of a timestamp for you, ladies and gentlemen, at Montreal, he was uh, back in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. I'd, so, I'd, I'd still probably turn for him, though. Really? Mm. I'd always said Tex Perkins, but, you know. He's showing his age these days. <laughs> All right, so there'd been no safety cars by this point, and it was an entirely tactical race, and the one-hour highlights on 10 made the race completely unreadable. Yeah, literally, <laughs> you saw cars going around in circles, and they were going around in circles five laps later. And Hang on here, that's how, the, that's how I was. When I recorded on the subscription service and run it at 32 speed for the crashes, that's exactly what it looks like for me too. I bet you don't skip the bits with Jesse Yates, though. No, no, that goes on mute. <laughs> you have to admit, it's like, Jesse Yates, ooh, Russ Legal, ooh. He's looking old. If any, seriously, he's looking older than Sam Newman. He needs, like, three face transplants. I think I think he's had a few more birthdays than he lets on. Ah, uh, yeah, no. Nah. Maybe a few more big nights in the bar in Texas too. All right, so where were we? There were gaps were also yawning between cars as the lack of yellows prevented the field compacting. And it did for, for a free, for a track that they are also close in qualifying. I think 18 or 21 or something separated by a second Warbster. Yeah, yeah. The gaps blew out pretty big on a 3K track. Well, come the second stops, uh, Pi was looking pretty racy, as were Rick and Crusoe, who, yeah, they, they just, whatever they found, they should probably have given it to the other side of the Nissan garage. Couldn't possibly do that. Then they'd be four in the top ten. Don't, don't, don't tease me. Don't tease mm. me. 
Anyway, the, uh, the speaking of numbers for the weekend, the Triple Eight crew were making changes during their stops, trying to chase the car. Uh, as sorry, so they were testing mid race, something like that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, Winton is their bogey track, as everyone says when Winton and Triple Eight comes up. Yep. And uh, this year was no different. Although they managed to get a car that Van Gisbergen loved by this point on uh, Sunday, he was actually really happy with it. Yeah, but why would you believe anything he says? That's true. That's true. I mean, let's no, let's not talk about Erebus. Well, <clears throat> the point was the point was made as the uh, Gizwagon closed the three second gap to Scotty Mack after stop two, and then took him cleanly on lap seventy. Yeah, and for all the Triple Eight struggles lately, especially Win Cup, the Van Giz Express was ploughing on regardless, and you know we've we've he he is much maligned in the eyes of this podcast. Yes, with regard to his lack of cleanly. I was going to say he's questionable driving standards, yeah. but he did actually take Scotty Mack cleanly, and I think Scotty Mack knew he was quicker. And you know, you don't you don't give it up, yeah. but sometimes you don't fight for it. Is, is, Least of all with him, because you know he put you in the fence. <laughs> exactly. And I wonder if Scotty Mack in the back of his head is just thinking, okay, get the maximum I can out of this, yep. rather than risk going off and having another problem. Because yep. all he can remember from last year is if he'd finished Bathurst. Yep, absolutely. We'd be, we'd be having a very different conversation about late last year. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and we all know that sometimes you've got to be an accumulator to win a championship. Hi, Rick. <laughs> Meanwhile, up, up the front. back... <laughs> up the back, uh, James Courtney spun GT at the tree. Yes, at, uh, at the turn uh, between turn eight and nine, which essentially is hardly an pr- unprecedented event. Uh, this time, it was the driver that Ryan kept who was at fault. Yes, and also if you missed the JC hair gel at the Walkinshaw <laughs> at the Walkinshaw sale, he's a real bargain. Yeah, up we never front- follow it anyway. No, so. that's right. Yeah, up yeah. front, SVG charged after Fabs, but only after he had so much in the tyres before he could do no more. And your winner was... Fabian coulthard Brew With his first win in 22 races, cuz. And second was his other cuz, Shane Van Gieswinian, who banked more t- points to stay in touch in the total fight with Scotty Mack, who was third for the first ever Kiwi Purdian Brew. Yes, it was one, two, three for the Kiwis Brew. They weren't beachdies. <laughs> and uh, in light of all this, who do you think turned up to uh, interview Dr. Ryan's story? Oh, was it Murph? It was Murph Brew. <laughs> Yes, speaking of Kiwis, Richie Stanaway managed to show some signs of life in ninth, which meant it was four Kiwis in the top nine brew, while Bieber performed his own miracle and didn't hit anything or blow something up for a whole race. Yes, and uh, to our New Zealand listeners, we'd love to apologise for the accents and promise we won't do them again until Pukakoi. No, next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't run that one through Fabside for a while. Declan, if you're listening, there are some really, really bad accents for you. <laughs> and we roll into the good, the mayor, yeah. and the ugly. So we've already mentioned the ugly. We have? Yeah, Russell Ingle. <laughs> We're going to start with the good. Okay. We're going to start with the good here. Oh. Um, you, you, you're, you're shooting your light a bit there. You're a bit like you're a bit like Scafi when he gets a bit over over hyped about things. You know, just just calm down. Anyway, into the good. Got him back in the van accumulator. They keep finishing close enough to the top to bank points and pad their lead in the title fight. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that one, Warbster. Um, Peruso, not a million miles away from Rick all weekend. Didn't really get reward for it, but definitely right there. Yep. Um, Richie on a track that he knows 
as we mentioned earlier, starting to show some signs of life. And, I uh, completely agree with that. And the country of New Zealand. It's hard to believe they haven't swept an Australian Touring Car Championship slash Supercars podium before now. I would have thought 86, 85 they would have done it because they had a ton of guys over here at that yeah, point. Francovic, Jim. Neville Crichton. Neville Crichton. Yeah. Someone else. Denny Holm. Denny. I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, Denny, Denny Holm was in Europe. So into the uh, mayor. Uh, the other half of the Nissan garage. Yeah, Simona and Andre. What didn't work there? And they both know the track like the back of their hand. So I just, I, I can't understand it. Mm. Wing Cup. Meh. Just, I don't know. Is eyes off the ball? Is there, is there something else going on? You, you is know it, what? Is it, is it, Scott, we, we touch on it later. Scotty Mack talks about mm. when everything's good at home and your personal life and everything's, when you're up, you're up. Yeah. I wonder, is there other stuff ticking away in the background that's affecting Wing Cup? Well, I think the worst part about Wing Cup is you can't actually put a finger on what's wrong. It's just not right. Yep. You know, the, the, that's the worst part is you don't have anything good to say. You also don't have anything bad to say and say, this is it. And yeah, it almost triggered after Phillip Island with his with his cluster truck recopped the 32 second penalty 36 second penalty yeah, for the yeah. for the pit lane infringement it threw him back in the pack and he just it's like he hasn't been able to rise from there yeah I mean even if he's been getting I mean Van Gisbergen has not been having cars that were that much pacey or that much better yet. Van Gisbergen's st- car's been a pig of a thing there's been niggly yeah. mechanical things almost every round yeah um, but he just but drives he's, it he's driving through it he's exactly yeah. exactly he's um he's doing a he's doing a uh, a Chaz Mostert he's just driving around the car yeah whereas I want I wonder if Wincup's going to the point where he's too old and too successful for this shit. Davy Reynolds, man, what a shocking weekend. Yeah, he had an absolute shocker, but uh, he didn't have the worst, so he can't even complain about that. No, that's right. Cammy Waters, unfortunately, had the worst. I did like Davy's line where uh, on the Saturday where he said, oh, well, it's a team sport. He said, if I didn't want to be part of a team, I'd go and play tennis. Best performance? There's really two choices there. Um, I'll take Rick if you take Fabs. <laughs> I'm happy to let you have Rick. Um, you know, given that uh, your intervention order's just about <laughs> being processed. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, I'm a little disappointed in Rick because if he'd done this at Perth, I would have looked like a friggin' genius. Yeah. But he did it one round too late. Yeah, then you got off. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you got off. Yeah. So I'm not picking Rick for uh, Darwin, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> so I'm quite happy to say that... Uh, both Rick and Fabs were outstanding performances in terms of consistency. Yep. Uh, did really, really well. I think that sounds like an old man. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. Uncle Roland is mad. Uncle Roland is mad. Uncle Roland is really fucking mad. I tell you, I fucking had it with this Jamie character. I'm over his fucking mistakes. Next fuck up he makes, I'll throw the fucking headset at him myself. Here, Dunno. Yeah, Roland. Have you got them headsets back from McCall yet? Are they fixed? Nah, no, nah, he said that in another week. Jesus, what's wrong with these headsets? What? I don't know. Right, well, what do you them, expect when you shatter them? Get them fucking drivers. Pieces. Get them fucking drivers in here now. I want a word. Come in! Right, you three, I fucking had it. We're the most fucking successful team in the universe ever, and you, my little Charlie, you keep making fucking mistakes, you keep fucking running into people. As for you, don't fucking smirk at me. It's not 2019 yet. You haven't got your t-shirt deal yet. Pull your fucking head in. Uh, yeah. What Roland actually meant to say was buy some merchandise. Yes, and uh, welcome back to the Warpster cast, and into... Ooh, the news. 
The biggest news in the uh, Winton to Darwin break has been Nissan finally announcing that they're pulling out of the Supercars series at the end of this year, dear so. Yes, Warbster, um, you were distraught when you messaged me after you you messaged me, then you posted it up on your page that you dropped the hint, and they uh, ran the press conference between when we recorded the last episode and Winton, so that's sadly why we missed the news in the last episode. But I, I had uh, how a... are you travelling? Have you are you over it yet? Ah, uh, well, it's to be expected, really. Mm. Um, and I think that I mean, look, I knew it was happening before um, it was all officially released. I didn't. You I are. knew it was coming. I just didn't know when it was coming. You, you do have a spy. Uh, I have spies everywhere. Don't you worry about that. Mm. Even, yeah, even in Eugene's office yeah. now. Jeez. Hi, Mike. But anyway, no. The uh, Nissan announcement was hardly unexpected. I mean, as I said in the uh, intro, you can't expect uh, a company to spend millions and millions of dollars advertising a product that has been superseded mm. and that they don't sell in Australia anymore. Um, I think it's a bit disappointing that uh, the Kellys have finally got their stuff together, seemingly, and uh, yeah, this happens. Because they've been knocking on the door most of this year. Yeah, they've been knocking on Kia's door, Hyundai's door, Toyota's door, BMW's. They've been knocking on a lot of doors this year. Not Jaguar. No. No, we know what Jaguar thinks about all that. No. But, um, yeah, disappointing but inevitable. Um, I hope that the Kellys uh, do go on with it. I hope they have a fair bit of success and I hope that uh, someone else picks them up. You want a tip? Uh, yeah, go on. They'll be down to two cars next year. They'll have to sell two wrecks. Right. They won't have the funds to run for. So uh, who would the other two be going to? And um, would they happen to be certain people who have um, cars in Super 2 at the moment? I wouldn't be surprised if Matty White takes one and or two. I know the Kostecki family are looking to get involved. They might buy a couple of wrecks and place them at Matty White. There's... Um, there's certainly some stuff churning away in the background hmm. that uh, that I've heard whispers about, but <clears throat> my gut feeling is is that they won't they won't be able to sustain a four car team. No, and the challenge will be what are they going to do with two of the drivers? Given given that one of them is contracted uh, with a big heap of your Warbster driven dollars for Indeed. our girl Simona. Yep don't really know it's going to be watch this space um or they may sell one wreck and run three um not really sure it's a bit unfortunate that um really you'd have to say none of them deserve to lose out of this no look caruso's been he's been good he's been a stalwart for them uh maybe and rick's driving really well i mean maybe hand on heart rick says it's time for me to hang up the helmet too and they run the other three possibly i mean Uh, a3k has been doing really really well and uh and and Simona just yeah you know, she just needs to be given the opportunity and set the car up. Hmm. I'd have to say though, I mean, if Rick had another strong set of performances towards the end of this year, actually going out and leaving a good-looking corpse would actually be a nice change because a lot of super drivers, car drivers do hang on too long hmm. and sort of um, su- sully their careers by getting into situations they shouldn't have been in. Yeah, like twenty nineteen selling t-shirts. Or uh, a few years ago, driving cars that were ridiculously uncompetitive. Mm. Mm. Yep. Mm. Benjamin Button. Uh, I was thinking of uh, Russell Ingall, actually, but yeah. I was thinking of Benjamin Button as well. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, so Greg, in... Greg Murphy. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Uh, in other news, yes. somehow, somehow your mate Eugene has managed to convince Pace mm. into relieving Jayco of their burden as naming rights sponsor of Formula 4. 
Well, there's there's a lot of value for money there. Mm. I mean, there's double digits worth of cars now. Yeah, they uh, started eleven last round, and uh, and uh, young Juice Ojeda, Jaden Ojeda, took a clean sweep at Phillip Island last weekend. But because we don't like Formula Four very much, that's about as much as you're going to get. Yeah, Formula uh, Eugene. Formula Eugene. Mm. That's exactly right. Tim had his own category. Now Eugene does. Yep. So, back to supercars. Mm-hmm. The Sydney Motorsport Park night race will now be um, held on the full circuit after drivers complained about a lack of passing opportunities. There's still going to be a lack of passing opportunities on the long circuit. Don't quite know. I, I think they're petrified about a short circuit on a night race. Yeah, yeah. Probably not a good idea when all those lights are involved. Mm. Mm. What else you got, Warpster? Former Holden axe wielder Mark Royce destroyed oh. the pace car he was driving at the Belle Isle Indy event. Is now for those of you who haven't seen it, we might post some links. Yes, Actually, yes. we'll post the YouTube link uh, on the side of this podcast post yep. on both our pages. Yep. Uh, so the man who essentially crucified manufacturing at Holden in Australia mm. crucified a Corvette pace car, mm. and it was nothing but talent meter running out yep definitely no, he's yep. Prob- probably also used to Australian developed chassis that actually handle ooh that car does have an Australian gearbox in it though it does it's got a Hollinger yeah too bad about the rest of it news comes out over the uh, Queen's birthday holiday uh, weekend that uh, John Goss has been awarded the Order of Australia medal John Goss uh, Order of Australia medal although I think OAM actually stands for Old Australian Motorsportist Mm, that's interesting. You'd be you'd be surprised. Um, I think uh, Alan Moffat got got a award from the Queen back when we used the British Honours system, which was a CBE. Yep. And uh, for those screaming, does Peter Brock have one? Yes, he does. Posthumously? Uh, no, it was before he died. Oh. How you just about out of news there, Warpster? Uh, well, all teams tested over the break, but you're probably sick of hearing oh, about that. Oh my god! And that leads us to. No shit, Sherlock. NSS, one of our favourite, one of our favourite sections where we just basically be snarky about headlines. Righto. So from the Supercars website, in mm. no necessary order, Warpster. Quote: Holdsworth hoping for a big leap forward and probably some more hair. No shit, Sherlock. I touched on it earlier. Off-track factors bringing the best from Scotty McLaughlin. That that um fiance of his must be doing wonders. Oh no, he was. Guest over at Indianapolis for the captain. He, it's, you know, there's a lot of good things come when you drive for the captain. Yeah, true, true, true. Yes. Yep. Okay. What's next? This is actually uh, this is part one of a 427 part series called "Why Tickford Has Struggled in 2018." <laughs> uh, let's see if we can keep drive to the rear wheels first, and then work our way from there. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Jamie Winkup. Testing at race meetings has hurt. No shit, Sherlock. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Yep, yep, yep. Will Davo, now pushing first-year team harder. Yes, well, it wouldn't be hard to push the team harder. I mean, they're now used to getting into the results in the top 15 instead of the top... um, Bottom five. Bottom five, yeah. (laughs) Yep. We're not, we're not saying LDM was crap, but yeah. Actually, LDM was crap. LDM was crap. And now speaking of multi-parts, this is one for you, Warbster, seeing as yes, you yes, set this okay. up. This yep, is one yep, of you. Yep. From seven days ago on the Supercars website, mm-hmm. how supercar testing works. Look, I don't care as long as it's not on the same weekend as the 12-hour. Right, but you did. 
La 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 No shit Sherlock Yeah I think as far as far as the um, testing works They go around a lot trying setups mm. I'm not exactly sure how you get that into a you know 500 word article But here we are So following uh, the recent round of testing Quote Triple Eight has a growing test to do list uh, Yeah remind Windcup how a car works I think would probably be pretty high up there uh, No shit Sherlock No shit Sherlock Yep Techno have come out mm-hmm. and said they're not worried about bells and whistles. Well, that's good because they really should be worried about like engines and setup and suspension and handling. I'm not exactly sure how bells and whistles would make the car faster. It is Burjo we're talking about. <laughs> and the one that caught my eye, Nis, quote, Nissan wants De Silvestro out of the Biff and Barge. Not half as much as Gary Rogers wants Bieber out of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a couple more for you. Good, good. Uh, we're, over, we're over to the uh, cafe now. We're over at the cafe. Yep. Uh, we've asked Crusher for a flat white, no sugar. Yep. Wing cup, quote, wing cup unperturbed by inconsistent form. Okay, that's not no sh- Sherlock. That's just bullshit. Yes. <laughs> if you heard our little ad before, Uncle Roland isn't happy either. And uh, another one, Warbster. Yep. The, uh, the race that you bought a couple of years back. Yep. And that you didn't like, you hated it so much you bought it. Yep, yep. That's the Dubbo Hill Climb. Yep. Bathurst 12 hour to expand in 2019. What, again? It's going to run to a four day event. Ooh. They're going to run a fourth support category. Right. Yet to be revealed. Uh, Do you want a scoop? Uh, you want a scoop? They're not, ra- they're not racing in Kent, are they? Do you want to say they're not, they're not racing in Kent, but they'll be racing with Kent's. It's their 50th anniversary of racing in this country next year. Yep. There's your hint. Right. So uh, enough, of, enough of no shit, Sherlock. Let's roll into National Roundup brought to you by Monsanto. So, what do you think of the Lotus sound effect you asked me to get? I think Monsanto wanted locusts, but an old turbo Formula 1 engine's good too. Thanks, Grasshopper. Let's roll it back to the last Supercars round for yep. support events. Yep. Touring Car Masters. Painter Dixon Touring Car Masters, to give it Painter its full name. Painter Dixon? Yes. Well, Steve Johnson and uh, Sally are painted the town red on this mm, one. Uh, absolutely. When a textbook lights out to flag win. Notice I'm, I didn't say flag to I'm flag I'm so glad you've got that right. Yes, yes. Uh, half a second ahead of the bid of Benjamin Button. John Bow. And Greg's son. Ryan Hansford. Sunday uh, opened up very similarly with uh, Stevie J backing it up with another win. Mm-hmm. As uh, points leader coming into the round, Bowie uh, chased Sally until the... Power steering hose came adrift. Yep, and then Bowie struggled big time around the tight and twisty marathon round a hills hoist circuit known as Winton Raceway. Yep. Managing to hold seventh position while Johnson headed home, Ryan Hansford and... God boy, Mr. Andrew Fisher. Are you serious? Yeah. He didn't run into anyone? No. For a chance? Didn't have to front the stewards? Well, look, Sunday's his kind of day. Wasn't last year. <clears throat> Hi, Fishtail. In the later race, Johnson led with cold tyres until getting it all wrong at 12 and allowing Adam Bressington through for a maiden victory, I do believe, yep. ahead of young Ryan Hansford and a recovering Stevie J. Group N sedans with steroids. Uh, put on a good show for the uh, country Victorian crowd. 
Heard a little story this week. Marcus Zakanovic's XD is ready and will debut next TCM round. Right. The person that told me this, quote, the rest of the field are lucky that Marcus is driving it, not John Bow, unquote. It is absolutely brilliant and it will it takes TCM to the next level. Right. How many hundreds of thousands do you think they've spent on it? Uh, probably not a lot. The most expensive sports sedan you can build. So, hang on, I thought like, TCM was supposed to be like group end racing with a bit of like safety and logical stuff to bring the cost down. Sorry, you're a decade behind. Yeah, I figured that. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> when it had five forward gears and you can use whatever sort of gearbox you want, you just put a Hollinger in it. Yeah. 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 yeah astronomical amounts of money being spent on engines and horsepower. But we digress because the other main support at Winton was the Kumo V8s. Which, which is slightly less expensive. Well, well, so there's a bit of a change in the dynamic of the Kumo V8 series. A year or two ago, it was all of these rich old blokes who were either angry or couldn't drive but all ran into each other. Yeah. And they've been replaced by some really, really quick young guns yeah. who are seeing it as a, a nice and economical stepping stone mm. to getting themselves a drive. A fair bit cheaper than running a Porsche just between you and I. So you're sort of looking at it as being the development series for the development series. Well, it's interesting you say that. It's probably the real development series because Super 2 is just sort of where everyone else hangs out. True. So, on Saturday, series points leader Jack Smith uh, won after the pole sitter Jordan Boys had clutch issues and uh, essentially stalled it on the grid. And having sat in race control watching race starts for nearly a decade, I have to tell you, I had my heart in my mouth watching that. The, uh, the, the marshals at Winton did a spectacular job, got the yellows out. Everybody got around him. I... To this day, do not know how he never got nailed on that start line. Eventually battled his way back to third from from last. Impressive. Yeah. Gary Hills split them on the podium uh, until Boys was penalised for jumping the start with, hang on, crutch creep. It may not be just a dick problem, though. Sometimes you can get some clutch uh, crap. To the first Sunday race, uh, Jack Smith led the first Sunday race from the front, dominating until a brake pad issue gave Tyler Everingham the open door. To take the win. Uh, Jordan Boys was second, and Smith ended up a disappointed third. He was a bit disappointed. And uh, in, in, the, second, second, right? yeah, in the second race on the Sunday, he made up for it, yep. uh, leading all the way. Yep. With Boys applying pressure applying pressure before a blown piston stopped applying pressure. <laughs> Everingham took second ahead of his teammate, Zach Best. A good run by Zach Best, who is in fact a Benalla local. I think you've got an update on uh, this weekend's Kumo round at Muscle Car Masters, Warps. Uh, yes, Kumo uh, V8 at Muscle Car Masters. On the uh, Saturday at uh, SMP for the Muscle Car Masters, Tyler Everingham opened his weekend with a lights to flag win. On a variable SMP surface. Yes, very, very wet weekend at SMP. Uh, No word on whether the uh, smell from the tip helped lap times. No. Uh, He led home teammate Zach Best and uh, John McCorkendale. Race two for the weekend had a similar complexion with the same three in the same order until McCorkendale got stuck in uh, gear and was overhauled by Jim Polsina. Another one of the old blokes hanging around... Uh, race three made up for it as uh, McCorkendale beat Best and Everingham, who t- 
took out the round. Okay. Now, there's one thing to note with Everingham. Yes. He's from Dubbo. What? Has he been to the hill climb? He must have done a lot of practice up and down that hill climb because he's <laughs> clearly that's where he gets the talent from. Absolutely. Uh, and also another national series that was at Muscle Car Masters was Sports and Ends. Tom Randall took a clean sweep of uh, all three races to go to the lead in the national championship. Yeah. And uh, they were also at Wakefield a couple of weeks ago where, unfortunately, we touched on earlier, uh, on the Friday practice, Jack Perkins, uh, they suffered major mechanical issues with the John Goulet Audi, and they were out for the weekend. And the race wins at Wakefield went to two to Tommy Randall and one to Tony Riccadello. In that alpha that's older than most of the drivers in Formula 4. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, really, really good to see Rusty French getting behind Tom Randall in the Saab 9.3, which uh, they've dragged out of the shed and have it absolutely singing. There was uh, Wakefield had a fair bit of bump, Biff and Barge, with uh, some car-to-car contact and some issues, um, as did this bit of footage floating around of... Uh... Oh, the chase? No, the chase was very, very funny. You need to go to... I'll post it. Yeah, we'll post it. The chase was hilarious. Uh, Blendline TV. So, yeah, that rounds out uh, those ones. Uh, this weekend, Warbs to the AMRS, Australian Motor Racing Series, uh, trotted uh, up the highway to Morgan Park in Queensland for their third round. Couple of uh, couple of categories there. So GT one. What do you know about GT one, Warbster? Uh, didn't they get rid of them from Le Mans like fifteen <laughs> no. years ago? No, they're the uh, they're the, all the old GT cars. They're the amateurs, etc., etc. Interestingly, in GT one, the fastest car and series leader is a young bloke called Jake Camilleri, who happens to drive a Mark two. Mustang. Ah, would have been the one that was at the uh, 12 hour. Yes, so that'd be a faux sports sedan winning a GT championship. That's sounding a bit sort of mid 80s. Mm. So, a couple of other categories. Uh, interesting one is the RX8 Cup. Right. So, they're essentially built to Cam's 3E production car rules. They're obviously RX-8 Mazdas. Yes. The series was devised by a gentleman out of Sydney by the name of Rick Shaw. Who's a long-time uh, rotary campaigner. Absolutely. to production car racing in the RX-7 days. Absolutely. Uh, he builds the majority of the cars and sells them to the other competitors. Yep. And strangely enough, he's won every single race by a country mile of the series so far this year. And while we're at Morgan Park, uh, Formula 3 National Championship saw young Queenslanders Harry Jones and Cameron Shields battling it out for the round win, with Harry taking the round win and races one and two, with Cam coming back for race three win and reset the lap record. Cam leads the National Series by 11 points from Harry Jones with absolute daylight to the rest of them. Hang on, is this the same Cam Shields that's in Formula 4 and Formula 4? That would be exactly the same Cam Shields that is in Formula 4 and Formula 4. Must be a busy lad. Uh, he's a very busy lad. I'll, uh, I'll see him this coming weekend and ask him how busy he is. <laughs> to round three of the Australian Formula Ford Series. Round three was run at Wakefield a few weeks ago and saw... Uh, Quite an astounding 31 cars take the grid. Right. That's a that's a lot. Yeah, for a dead series, that's a hell of a lot of cars. That's more than 11. They actually had 33 entered, which is three times the amount. But uh, had a couple of withdrawal. Uh, so, uh, in a nutshell, Hunter McElroy from Sonic Motor Racing Services took away 61 points. He clean swept the weekend with his one point for quali and three 20-point race wins. 
the sensation of the weekend was a young bloke by the name of Bart Horston, who's 16, comes from Perth, driving an Australian-designed and built stealth Formula Ford. He took second for the round and uh, was on Hunter's tail all the way, really matching it with his times. Sounds good. He drives for a bloke by the name of Brett Lupton uh, from Fast Lane Racing over in Perth. Now, he's That a bit, sounds like a familiar name. Here's a bit of history for you. Back when Garth Tander was the Australian Formula Ford champion, guess who he drove for? Uh, Brett Lupton. Brett Lupton's Fast Lane Racing. Guess who is Bart Horston's race engineer? Ooh, um, Bargs. No, Bargs' old teammate, Garth. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Garth is uh, doing some really good work with Brett Lupton, helping him out, and uh, they did a, a sensational job. He's probably not making mega dollars off that either. Um, not making any dollars off that. It's all pro bono as a, as a favour to his old mate, Brett. Pro, and... pro bono, so he gets like U2 CDs. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, Formula Ford's fourth round is at Sandown, sunny Sandown in the third weekend in July. I will see you there if you're brave enough to brave the cold. Who, who thought that was a good idea? Okay. Somebody. GT, Australian GT, raced at Phillip Island. Yep. But uh, their website and their Facebook page has no results, so oh, we can't tell you what happened. We could dig through Natsoft and tell you who won the Enduro. or All I know is who the Enduro was. There were a shit ton of crashes with two red flags for, tra- for wall rebuilds. And to round out... National Roundup by Monsanto Warbster. Yep. We better touch on TA2. Ashley Jarvis, clean sweep all weekend in a Chev Camaro. And interesting to note, Aaron Seaton, uh, fourth for the weekend in a Ford Mustang hmm. with great cast of, uh, uh, of others, including uh, the two, McH- Ian and Hugh McAllister, who, from McAllister Motors, who uh, we must give a big up to as the major patron of TA2. And right about now, Warbster, we would normally do So Me Watch. Yes. Uh, because the fact that life has got in the way of the podcast, including my Facebook page and yours to a certain degree as well, yeah. you've got a great idea for Sammy Watch. And what we're going to do is um, we sort of haven't done a sort of historical reference for quite some time on the uh, regular Warpster cast. So mm. what we're going to do is, and we will be throwing this open to uh, everyone subsequent to uh, this podcast being released you're gonna you're gonna run an op minion poll i am indeed well done but we're gonna we're gonna proceed the op minion poll with our own opinions five favorite touring car drivers of all time now this doesn't necessarily have to be reflected in results it doesn't necessarily have to be reflected in anything other than personality good experiences you just like them they're good people it's all good Yep. So this is purely down to personal opinion, not down to just following the sheep and saying all the usual names that come up. Yep, absolutely. You want to go with? You can go first. We'll go. For, we'll go for countdown from five to one. From five to one. All right. Uh, off, my, you go, off you go. Number five, Harry Firth, XU1 Tirana, A9X Tirana, Falcon GT, Peter Brock, Colin Bond, Craig Lowndes. Craig Lowndes' dad. Craig Lowndes' dad, Frank Lowndes, Ian Tate. Bruce mm-hmm. Nowacki. Over a period of about You've 15 years... You've nerded out over this, haven't you? Over a period Sorry, of Sorry, everybody. About... Stats nerd warning. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stats nerd alert. Stats nerd alert. Ha, ha, ha. Over the period of about 15 years, um, Firth had his hand in just about every Bathurst win that was going. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would include Moffat's wins in that because he and Moffat were actually very good friends as well. Yep. Yeah, very good. Good pick. 
yeah, all round nice guy. All, oh, I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but definitely in terms of creating the role of a professional team organizer, team manager, development, all these sorts of things. He was very much the trailblazer on the Australian scene. My number five. Yep. Brad Jones. Yep, I could say that. All round Mr. Nice Guy. Yep. Um, even when he's in a bad mood. Yep. Um, started in production cars, ran two-litre touring cars, did really, really well, was really dominant on the Thunderdome back in the Oscar and NASCAR yes, days. Yes, and as someone who uh, grew up at the uh, Thunderdome over yep. the long, hot summers of my childhood, I can <laughs> definitely get with that. Yeah, absolutely. I spent a lot of years there as a, as a fire marshal warbster. So, mm. yeah, look, a lot of time for Brad Jones. They, He and Kim, yeah, there's a bit of family money there, and, and their father was the promoter at, uh, at Hume Weir, a lot of stat that not a lot of people would know. Yeah, but it's not exactly like he threw it in people's faces and made a deal out of it. No, no, absolutely. Um, mm. They just, they, they, they're they like British paints. They just keep on keeping on. <laughs> Yeah. Number four for you? Uh, Greg Hansford. Wow. Uh, Greg Hansford, I did actually have a few personal interactions with Greg Hansford again as a young. Yep. Um, obviously, not so much known about his motorcycle exploits in Australia because most of them were in Europe, hmm. but anyone who wins that many 250 and 350 races in that era has got to be doing something right. Oh, he was a very, very talented rider. He was incredibly talented. He was unlucky not to win a championship, and one wonders what would have happened if he got on something a bit better than a kawasaki that was past its best yep um came back to australia came back to australia very closely affiliated with alan moffat for a few years throughout Mm -hmm. the rx7 days yep was never never a spud never really held anyone down won bathurst in 1993 with larry perkins before he unfortunately uh succumbed to an accident at phillip island in 1995 driving a ford mondeo two-liter touring car yep and i was there for that meeting Mm. Number four. Number four? Gentleman, Jum Rutchards. Oh, well, he had, he had to get a start up, sure. He had to get a start. Um, hardly a gentleman, but uh, <laughs> and, uh, thanks very hey. much. Thanks very much, Kevin Murphy, for telling me that story over uh, numerous glasses of red wine a lot of years ago. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry I ran into you. I'm sorry. Oh, I gee, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry back there at uh, turn four. I, I don't know what happened. I'm really sorry about the damage to your car. Yeah, look, Jim goes without saying. Four-time Bathurst winner. No, uh, more than that, seven. Sorry, yeah, four-time Australian Touring Car Champion, seven-time Bathurst winner, my bad. Only person to win a Bathurst in a rear-wheel drive, a front-wheel drive, and an all-wheel drive car. Oh, you are nerding out now. Raced everything else in between sports sedans, sports cars. NASCAR. NASCAR did really well in NASCAR at the Thunderdome. TCM, did, Target Tasmania. Absolutely, yeah. He and, uh, he and Barry Oliver did uh, countless Target Tasmania. Seven, I think. See, I told you you'd nerd out. Over to you, Warpster. Number three, Brad Jones. Oh, well, there we go. As I said, very, very influential in my sort of um, upbringing in motor racing because uh, we were into... Um, obviously the super speedway racing at the Thunderdome and also super touring yep so we ran into him quite a bit and he was always friendly amiable seemed like a lovely guy on the surface so yep. good ambassador for the sport and one of the people that you'd want to have on your side if uh, you were running a team yeah absolutely my number three Dick Johnson yes five time touring car champion he was uh, with Dick what you see is what you get really very much a family run operation mm. uh, really struck until he hit the rock really really struggled yeah. with finances uh, and then was lucky enough to get some Ford support and and turned some results with it too real salt of the earth and that's such a cliched thing to say but 
even today, it was interesting watching the telecast of TCM. Dick's out of the garage over on the pit wall watching Stephen run round in, yeah. in Sally. He's just, at the moment, he's just loving life. He's got he's got Roger Penske essentially owning and running the majority of his team. Penske's the sort of gentleman that shows the respect. Absolutely. And, well, and he, kept, he kept DJR in the name when he took over, absolutely. which, is, which yep. says it all, really. Yep, absolutely. So um, DJ, DJ, I'd look at as he's very much self-made. He didn't really have a mentor. He didn't really have anything laid out for him very much self-made made a lot of mistakes but the fact that this man was responsible for the fastest sierras in the world and beat the europeans at their own game yep eggenberger and, and Ross. yep and amongst others mm. and he had the fastest one of them all in this little workshop at the back of palmer tube mills in the back blocks of brisbane yep <laughs> which yep. is pretty amazing when you think about it when you consider the budgets that were that were there and not there oh absolutely so Absolutely. yeah, DJ probably the epitome of the Australian sort of do-it-yourself mentality. Yep, which leads to your number two, Dick Johnson. So there's probably not a lot more we can add with that. And no, we didn't even look at each other's lists, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm a bit torn with my number two. Yep. So what I'll say is the bloke who's probably could be my number two is going to be my honourable mention at the end. Yep. My my number two is Craig Lowndes, three-time champion, multiple Bathursts. We know his history. He, he was a Brock protege, essentially um, came up through go-karting, Formula Ford, did really well in Formula Ford in a car that was about four years, in a Van Diemen that was about three or four oh, years, yeah, yeah. Uh, older than everything else. He, uh, Formula Ford champion, uh, won Pablo Montoya's teammate in Formula 3000 when he went to Europe, where he suffered dreadfully at the hands of that... Uh, Dr. Marco. Her doctor. Couldn't even communicate with his engineer. And... He was destined to fail, unfortunately, in Europe. It was only his, uh, uh, what would we say? Wherewithal. It's wherewithal that kept him going and came yeah. back and his history's uh, fairly obvious. So he then did a Lazarus, resurrected himself when uh, when Uncle Roland threw him a, threw him a bone. And yep. uh, as we say, the rest's history. I think um, part of the problem with Craig Lowndes is he ran into a Hurricane Wind Cup. Mm. And if he'd not run into Hurricane Wind Cup, he would have won a hell of a lot more Bathurst. Well, he probably would have won as many Bathurst, but he would have won, won a hell of a lot more championships. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Finished second in the championships six times from memory. Something like that. Yeah. Yep. Your number one? Well, I'm on record with this, so it should be no surprise, Jim Richards. I thought Australian race fans had a lot more to go than this. There's really nothing more to add. I mean, just all-rounder. He's still going today. Before he came to Australia, he won multiple New Zealand championships. Um, he's been winning since virtually 1967, I think. He won his first championship over there. And he's showing up at uh, Darwin for the Touring Car Masters. Absolutely. So, uh, he's still going at 75, 76 years old. Mm. And still as competitive as he ever was. He's probably tailed off a bit since um, the late 90s. Your number one. My number one's yeah, the Kowangi kid, Larry Perkins. Yeah, okay, good All shot. Right. To mine, the best driver engineer in Australian Touring Car Championship history. A, a big call, but I'd go with it. Yep, 1971 Formula Ford champion driving for the BS Dual team. G'day, Dave. There's, there's your shout-out. <laughs> you, you had to get a shout-out in Yeah, a shout-out somewhere. He was a Formula t- Australian Formula 2 champion the year after. Went to Europe, was a European Formula 3 champion in 75. He did 47 starts across three years of Formula 1. 
26 starts at Bathurst, 12 podiums for six wins. But he was only a co-driver. Hang on, really? so was Jim. Hang on a minute. Now, let's, let's go back to this, though. Yeah. If you're talking about the engineering side of things, yep. when Perkins came into Holden Dealer team, yep. uh, Bruce Nowacki had some um, personal health issues and couldn't continue on. He basically took over the running and the preparation of the cars as well. Correct. So if you're looking at it from the point of view of who was the bigger component overall to those wins, I'd argue probably Perkins was. Uh, Bitch and tractor collection as well. Yeah, absolutely. Got a great tractor collection. I've got two honourable mentions. I've got three. Okay. Alan Moffat, obviously, um, defined professional racing driver in a straight on the Australian scene back in the late 60s and early 70s. Yep. We haven't gone this far without mentioning Peter Brock, which has got to be a uh, bit of a travesty. But um, Brock, aside from the Enduros, he didn't really excel in the ATCC in the way he should have. And he certainly doesn't have the overall um, record or ability that um, a lot of the drivers we've mentioned have. Yep. And again, purely purely from a personal point of view, Brock did a few underhanded things outside of um, ours, which probably marked him down a bit in my view. Mm-hmm. Third is going to be David Reynolds. Really? Yes. Why that? Personality-wise, is the best thing to happen to the Supercar Series in years. Yep. Um, if you want to talk about the underdog getting over, yep. he's very much in the mold of Alan Grice 30 years ago in that he's, he's not the big buck operation, he's just making it work. And I think that um, if he wins a championship, he would be an awesome ambassador for the sport. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Yours. You look, Dave Reynolds, for probably all the same reasons. And I love an underdog. Yep. John Bow, I haven't mentioned. He's he hasn't didn't do a real lot as a touring car driver, but by gee, drove the pants off just about everything. You you look yeah. at Larry Perkins' success, and uh, other than Europe, Bow probably had the same or similar multiple gold star winner. Really, really strong competitor still in TCM and races uh, historic racing still. And he just doesn't age. And here's one from Left Wing. Go for it. Paul the Dude Morris. In terms of what he's doing these days, yes. I mean, towards sort of the middle of um, last decade, he was very much sort of a rich spud. But um, first of all, he's got a personality that makes you not resent that. He's, he's been a rich spud from when I used to buy Street Machine magazine and he was in there with his 57 Chev before he actually started racing anything real. But um, there is a but with that. He can't help the fact that Terry, his old man, is a squillionaire and continues to make squillions of dollars. Um, he's living the dream at the moment. He's got the hot young girlfriend. He's over in the States at the moment running in uh, stadium super trucks. He's living. Uh, he's one of my favourite people on social media because he's just he just he's Dillygaff personified. Now and, let's let's get let's get a, down to the good. Let's get down to brass knucks here. Yep. He's not actually that bad of a driver. Oh, absolutely not. Who else has won the six hour, the twelve hour, and the one thousand? Yeah, I don't think anyone else has. Nope. The other thing is when he wanted to do something different about six or eight years ago, he went and bought himself a sprint car. So runs across the summer series in, you yeah. know, 500 and something or 600 and something horsepower of sprint car on clay yeah. and uh, and doesn't crash it anywhere near as much now as he did at the start. <laughs> so yes, he's a rich spud who can drive 
and is all round good value. So there you go. Yep. There's my top five plus three. And now the controversy begins. Now you get to have your say as well. So uh, there will be a post up by the time you hear this, which will be the Opinion poll. Now you can agree or disagree with us. You can send death threats. You can come up with your own top five lists. Best responses will be read out on a future episode of the Warpster cast. Mm. And um, participate and tell us why we're wrong absolutely Go, please tell us why we're wrong <laughs> we more than likely are yes it'd be pretty normal around here it will apparently there's a touring car race a supercars race oh, on next week geez, really stuff. okay yes the crown bet triple crown from Hidden Valley up there in Darwin yes uh, now before we talk about the racing we need to get the really important stuff out of the way the concerts yes so following the track action on Saturday the fans will be treated to, Warbster. Are you going to be my girl? Uh, no, I'm not going to be your girl. But <laughs> please, will you stop with that line of questioning? Look oh, you mean Jess? Look what you've done. You've made a fool out of everyone. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, so, Jet. Yes. And a pastrami sandwich. The Rubens. Yes. Now, was that named after Barrichello or... Um... Oh, the pastrami sandwich. Oh, They're good okay. Jewish boys from North oh, okay. Caulfield. Okay. So that's the Saturday gig. and bit, bit, uh, bit rocky there, but, yeah, uh, yeah, bit rocky. young people as well. Yes, uh, yeah. Party Central in, uh, in Darwin. So, Sunday, run with it. The Sydney hip-hop groups Bliss and Esso. Yes. And Fundamentals. Yes. Along with Brisbane MC Mole Rat will Mall. give the event an urban feel. Is that urban or urbane? Okay. Yes, I think that the uh, the, the the young people will be impressed. Mm. Uh, the, the only way they'd be even more impressed was if Daryl Braithwaite was playing. So, well. at least it's people you and I have heard of, Warbster. Yes, yes. Although I'm not sure that promoting ESO is a good idea given Shell is the official fuel supplier of the series. No, no, ESO. Bliss and ESO. Oh, okay. No, not ESO. Okay. It's good. not the Exxon Valdez. Okay. Apparently... There's, there's, no, there's no tigers in tanks. And apparently, mm. there's racing. Like a supercars event? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. They can pass each other at Darwin. Can they? Oh, yeah, they've got the dirty great straight. Yeah. With the yeah, yeah. Okay. So, righto, in the finest traditions of 2018, three to look out for. There's one thing we need to do before that. Confirm that Macaulay Jones, Macca, has a wild card. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, young Macca's got a wild card. So, there's not one to look out for. Yes. Yes. Three to look out for. David Reynolds to bounce back. Yes. Possibly to uh, pay tribute to the people in Darwin who painted a mural of him. Rick and the Nissan do actually get along with Hidden Valley Circuit. Had a win there. Had a, uh, Caruso Caruso's had a win had there. A win there yeah. And Rick's had a pole there. So yep. Rick, I do actually think... I'm not necessarily saying he's going to go on with it and actually um, win another race, but mm-hmm. he'll probably be up there. Fabs, I think probably the Shell duo are uh, always going to be in the calculation. I think Fabs has recovered from a pretty weak start to the year. Yep. So he's going to be full of confidence after his first win in about a year at uh, Winton. So he will probably end up going on with it. And right. you. Well, Dave's always there. I'm going to say three to look out for uh, Anton. He's stealing my boy again. Yeah, he's not your oh, boy. He's geez. always been my boy's teammate. So Anton, I think I think Anton slash Erebus. Yep. Uh, are you, are you, you pulling that again? Okay. Yeah, I'm pulling that again. Scotty Pye. Yeah. Okay. One to look out for. Yep, I think um, he's probably got the ascendancy within the uh, Walkinshaw fraternity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, James Courtney will be back to something resembling full health. The Not Datsun Collective. Well, he's taken all four of them. Yep. Oh, jeez. 
They're, no, that's just to look out for. Okay, look out for. Yep. Yes. Okay. Heart pick. Caruso. Mine's Dave. Yes, I think uh, Caruso has, uh, again, another one with history at uh, Hidden Valley. Again, Nissan suits it, so uh, he's probably probably the best shot they've got. And your head pick? Scotty Mack. So because you pick Scotty Mack, I'm actually going to pick Shane Van Crash into everyone because at some point in time, he is going to uncork yeah. and, and has the potential to qualify in the top three and yeah. then just uncork for both the races. Yeah, if the car's, if the car's underneath him early enough in the weekend, he just basically just piss off and yep. won't see him again. Yep. And that's um, not to say that I want him to. <laughs> well, you've only got to look at Adelaide. I mean, if he gets on with the place, nothing will stop him. Absolutely. And there we have it. Anyway, that's us, as always. I can um, tell you right now, I will have already started playing the outro music by uh, Adam and uh, Anne and uh, the guys and girls from Lake Minnetonka, who we thank every week for their gracious use of their, mu- of their music. And uh, yes, if you want to catch up with the podcast DSO, go to www.facebook.com slash podcastdso. And if you're uh, interested in catching up on uh, the Warpsters nonsense on Facebook, you can find him at www.facebook.com backslash supercar insiders. That's singular supercar insiders, plural. Yes. Anyway, that's us. See you later, everybody. See you later.